Last year, you could buy the car for $2,000. And in, in April of this year, they were about $3,200. The most recent one sold for $8,000. Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we are going to be talking about Jeter and Griffey inserts from the 90s. Um, there's been a lot of uh, insert talk in basketball um, recently, and so somebody DM'd us and requested that we talk about inserts from baseball. I happen to not know anything about inserts uh, from the 90s, but we brought on somebody that does, and that is Cage Lawyer from the Lucas... Uh, <laughs> Lucas, Ti Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. What's Lucas up, everybody? Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. I knew I was going to butcher that. Right. Um, People so know Cage, who it is. <laughs> Cage Lawyer, welcome. You can find him on Instagram under Cage Lawyer. Uh, <clears throat> great guy. We've been DMing him for a while. Um, so welcome to Thanks, man. Thanks. Dinging Corners. So I, I love the show. Love the content. Get emails from me every day. I've bought many, many things from uh, you know the Slab Stocks email. I got myself a Slab Stocks shirt. If you guys Ooh. haven't bought that yet, go out and get them. They specifically went and got a three X for me personally. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so you know these guys are awesome. Great content. Love, love to be on. Feel lucky to be joining you today. Well, I uh, feel lucky to have you because I know <laughs> a lot of people. You know, it's hard to get people's times to. Uh... Uh, to join on podcasts at random times, especially spur of the moment, two days before. So uh, thank you for joining, Cage. Now, I uh, introduced it a little bit at the beginning. We're going to be talking about specifically Jeter and Griffey inserts. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So basically what you know, what you guys asked me to do here is um, it's this is a labor of love, right? I mean, these are guys who played and were the, you know, the guys when I was younger. Um, don't want to talk about how old I am. It's actually my birthday today. So happy hey, birthday hey. to me. Happy birthday, um, Gage. Everyone in the comments, wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, you know, nice and easy. You know, I mean, um, these were these were the stars of the game when I was playing. You know, Griffey was the trout, right? And, uh, you know, Jeter then came a couple years later. And, you know, you could say he was trout part two. Uh, you know, these were, these were the guys that everybody was a fan of, everybody collected. So, you know, I went and I did, you know, some digging. And, you know, I tried to find, um, you know, what I would buy, what I have bought, what I own on Jeter, you know, did uh, a you know, bunch of rookies from the from the 90s, did the same thing with Griffey. Uh, Griffey actually was 1989, so I don't know, 90s, but um, let's do uh, let's do Jeter first. Um, you know, you can't start talking about Jeter's cards, rookies, inserts, you name it, without mentioning first the, the SP foil. So, you know, Jeter's rookie year, if you want to call it that, was 1996. Um, but you know, there wasn't the Bowman stuff at the time. Bowman wasn't doing prospects. Bowman had cards, you know, Bowman came out in 1989 actually with Griffey. We'll talk about that in a second, mm. but they were just a, a, it was a, it was a, you know, a variant of, of, of tops, the same kind of deal. It was, but it wasn't, it wasn't prospect cards. It was just another set the same way upper deck or Fleer or score or anything else was another set. They weren't, you know, doing a deep dive into the minor leagues. Um, but in, in 1993, they did a pretty good job of, of putting Derek Jeter, who was a prospect or a draft pick, in the sets, even though he didn't really qualify as a rookie until 96 when he played enough with the, with the big league team. So there's definitely an assortment of 1993 
um, cheater cards. But if you are an investor in the card, if you are somebody who money is no object and you're looking for the best of the best Derek Jeter card, it's that SP foil number 279. I'll mention the PSA 10 because, you know, I try to do PSA 10 as kind of like that marker for pricing. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll mention the PSA 10 on this one, although that doesn't really give us a great marker for pricing because of the thousands upon thousands of these that have been graded, there have only been 21 PSA 10s ever. Um, it's a very condition sensitive card Is it because of the foil. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent because of the foil. Um, you know, you get some chipping on the card, you get some, you know, foil issues. The edges are not so good. So, you know, of all of these that are out there, um, only 21 tens, I'll use the, and, and by the way, the last one sold for $165,000. So it's not, uh, it's not a card for everybody, right? I no. Mean, you know, if you happen to have bought a Charizard last year and just sold it for 225, maybe you could pick up a Jeter instead, but if that's not you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes it's, sense. Twenty-one it's only, PSA. It's only 10. twenty-one of them, exactly. Only twenty-one of them. So it's a supply and demand thing. Now, PSA nine we can utilize for our discussion today. There's six hundred and eight of those, and just for comparison, I mean, even that's a tough grade. I, I went a little deeper into the pop report just so that we had it, so you guys understood just how condition sensitive this is. In PSA eight, there's almost nine thousand of them. There's eighty-eight hundred and sixty-four PSA eight. So think about just the, the the small percentage that are nines and tens. Tens is minuscule, but even the nines at six hundred eight is nothing. You know there are there are you know fourteen or so uh, eights for every nine out there. Uh, PSA nine. This card is it's got a weird trend, right? Um, you know about a year ago, as we were talking about, oh, you know Jeter is going to go into the Hall of Fame. You name it. You know people started buying his cards. Um, you know it was middle of last year about a six thousand dollar card in psa 9 and then in october of last year went down to about five thousand in april of this year you could buy them in the fours but um and then july of this year i mean i saw pwcc one sell for over eight currently it's at about sixty eight hundred sixty nine hundred dollars the last couple of sales so it's kind of all over the chart and and believe it or not you could say that this one in nine is almost flat year over year um, it was about six, you know, middle of last year and it's, you know, high sixes now, which yep. is a little bit weird, um, you know, you, to see that kind of spikes in a card like that, but you know, that kind of, you know, peaks and valleys, but you know, this is, this is a card that I guess there's enough of at 608 that, you know, you're not seeing that steady trend that you're going to see in some of our other cards that we talk about. But you know, what you see with this is, you know, Jeter is one of those blue chip stocks. The guys you have me talk about today, Jeter, Griffey, they're not, you know, prospects. They're, they're not guys who are, who are, you know, high risk, um, high reward. Um, they're ones that have very minimal risk. And I yeah. think that if we, if we expand this out over time, you'll see if we went a year back on this card, it was selling for $3,000, $3,500. So even though you're seeing this up and down, up and down trend, it's like, a, like, going. like any stock, if you were to pan out a little further, it is a slow, steady upward climb for the card. Um, so and that's what you like to see. Exactly. You know you're not going to be losing drastic amounts of money uh, very quickly on this like you can on a Luca or exactly. a Giannis. Or on anybody who's still playing because, yep. you know, as we saw with Dak a couple of days ago, right, Jeter's not going out there and, uh, you know, and hurting himself. Although nope. he's still – in baseball, right? I mean, he's still part yeah. of the Marlins he can, organization. He, he can hurt himself by being a terrible, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but look, I mean, you could also say he's helping himself because he got a Marlins team into the playoffs that nobody expected. But you got <laughs> to kind of hope, though, that he doesn't you know, put his foot in his mouth and say anything you shouldn't say. That's the only thing you worry about with Jeter. But, you know, he's one of those, you know, he's solid in the Yankee reputation. Between him and Mariano Rivera, it's the, the greatest living Yankee. You know, Whitey Ford just passed away. So, I mean, this is somebody whose cards you should expect, you know, if you, if you pan out on the graph enough, this is a card that's going to slowly ascend. Now, um, do you... That- Quick question. Do you think, obviously, there's hundreds of thousands of Yankees fans? Yep. If not millions upon millions of Yankees fans, right? There you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you say 21, so it makes sense that the PSA 10 is really expensive, but only 608 for the PSA 9. Do you think it's just because there's a lot of Yankees fans out there that collect cards but just don't know about the SP foil? And once they find out, these prices will so- pop off? Honestly, if I were, and I'm going to go through some cards here, honestly, this is not the card of his that I would buy of, on the list because I think people do know about it. I think even casual fans, non-Yankee fans know about that SP because it's it's one that it made a lot of headlines when the PSA 10 sold for over $100,000. Okay. And I think this is the first one. If you if you were to type into Google, you know, Derek Jeter best card, number one on the list is always going to be this one, the 93 SP foil. And uh, just as an aside, I don't know how much time we have. I, I can talk for five hours about these guys. So we obviously don't have that much time, but I opened these boxes as a kid. I mean, I paid $85 a box for SP baseball, and Jeter was not even like a thought in the boxes. There was a cool insert at the time called Platinum Power. It was like a die cut. It's a blue thing with like bronze foil on the top. I completed like four sets of them. And I mean, you had guys in there like Darren Dalton. And, you know, I mean, Griffey was in it because it was his fourth year. I have a complete set of them. And that was the chase. These cards were like, ah, who cares? There was a Chipper Jones. It wasn't exactly a rookie. You know, there was a Manny Ramirez. There was some good guys. But Jeter, like, you didn't even, you weren't even thinking about Jeter. Yeah, to the see type that- of card you, you pull, you're like, eh, he ends up in your bike spoke type of thing. Yeah, so well, I mean, I'm not that old, but yes, exactly. But I mean, you know, the point is, you know, don't throw this stuff away. When you're opening boxes, you never know who's going to wind up being that card, right? I mean, if you open up Top Series 1 this year, um, you know, at, no one was pulling out their Kyle Lewis cards. And everybody's pulling out the Jordan and the Bichette and, you know, and, and everybody else. Nobody's pulling out Kyle Lewis. is going to win the, the Rookie of the Year. Same thing with, you know, with the Chrome stuff. I mean, no one was pulling out Randy Arozarena, but now everybody's feverishly looking through their common stacks, you know, to, to yep. find this guy's cards. So it's a fun it's a fun little, you know, memory of mine because I literally opened 50 boxes of this 93 SP. And, and to see the thousands that they sell for now sealed, I wish I would have just threw them in a closet somewhere. But hey, but this, that's... That I mean, you could just you could do that with anything. Prism retail this year, yep. you know. Uh, Aaron Aaron got ten boxes for seventy bucks a box off of Walmart, and then sold them for one fifty a box, except for the ones he opened. Whatever, yep. seven hundred bucks now. Same deal, right? It's the same yeah. deal. But I mean, like you know, so so that is the card, right? So I mean, if you're if you are gonna take nothing away today, other than I want to get the best year, the one that I'll show off that everybody knows, you know, the rookie card. This is it. I mean, there's it, there are other ones we're gonna talk about, but you know, the SP Jeter is is pretty well known in the hobby as as his his top card and. You know, I anticipate a, a continued slow climb. That will be a that'll be a five figure card probably by the end of next year, um, just because enough people want it. Enough people are putting in you know putting in money into blue chip guys in baseball, and he's one of them. And there's not enough of those tens out there for the ten collectors. It's one of the few people will drop down to get the nine on. Yep. So the next one I'm actually going to show you guys. I own one. 
I don't know if you can see that. Oh, that is yep. a, that's a that's 1993 Tops, right and that's a gold version, right? So this is, you see the gold foil. The only real difference you can see is on his name. On the bottom there, you see the gold mm-hmm. over Derek Jeter. Obviously, yep. it says it in the slab there. So this is 93 Tops gold. It's card number 98. Um, there are um, there are some cool versions of this, right? So the 1993 Tops that is his tops rookie card. So that's the that's the rookie card of his. The gold is a parallel. Um, the base card has twenty seven hundred PSA tens. The gold only has three hundred eighty two. And this was my kind of counterplay. Um, more stories of regrets, right? So, you know, about a year and a half, two years ago, when I really started getting into investing in cards heavily, I said I was going to try to get a hundred cards that were a thousand dollars or less and put together a collection of a hundred cards, a thousand dollars less, and I was going to comprise of three cards. So get these three cards that were a thousand dollars or less when I started this little endeavor. It was Mike Trout update. It was LeBron James two thousand three tops Chrome. And it was this card. And of the three, this card was the cheapest. So I was able to get the most of these. And at one point, I was buying them 600, 650, you name it. At one point, and so we're, we're talking back, if you go back just to April of last year, you could still get this card for $600. Um, at one point, I had like 18 of these. I only have one left. Uh, the other 17 are sitting in Gary V's vault. Um, I sold them all to Gary in one stack sale for about $900 each. And the card today sells the last one sold for $3,600. Oh. So, uh, yeah. So it's one of those things, right? Do you have any LeBrons or Trouts? I sold all of them also. I I sold every one of them. But I've bought other stuff. But you bought other stuff. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm sorry for overreacting. But Uh, listen. It's not the worst one, you know. My, when I first got into, and this is off the topic, but we'll get right back to this Jeter top in a second. But my first PSA grading myself about two years ago, I thought the the 2012 Prisms were the coolest cards in the world, and I bought as many Clay Thompsons as I could find. Right, and I wound up getting 50 Clays for 10 to 12 dollars a card, um, and I sent them into PSA, and I I graded 40 of them, and I got 36 tens. Right, thirty-six tens. Wouldn't happen nowadays. No, it wouldn't happen nowadays at all. I got thirty-six out of forty were tens, and at the time, even though I paid twelve dollars each, the PSA tens were going for approximately eighty-five to ninety dollars. And you know, I was just getting back into this. I didn't, you know, I wasn't buying. I wasn't a huge clay fan, but I was, I was getting into the whole PSA flipping, you know, like grading mm-hmm. raw cards and making money on it. So I was into those forty cards for about five hundred dollars. And somebody offered me for all 36, offered me about $3,200. So about, you know, I don't know, $85, $90 a card, whatever it worked out to. So I'm like, I'm going to turn 500 bucks. And PSA didn't take six months to grade them for me. It was bulk. So, you know, let's say I was into it for six, 700 bucks after the whole deal. And I'm going I'm to sell them for $3,500. Um, I, I jumped at that. I'm like, this is great. Three grand. Now, those cards, I don't know what they're at, but they were up to like $1,800 a card per card. Right, so I haven't looked recently because it just I don't like to torture myself. But yeah. you know, thirty six of them at eighteen hundred dollars a card. I mean, what uh, what what's that value at? I, I don't even want to talk about it. Was it fifty something thousand dollars? Yeah. I sold them for three grand. Those are also in Gary's vault. Another nice purchase by Mister V. Well, uh, here's the thing. he's a smart guy. <laughs> he's a smart guy. Here's the thing, everyone. I'm sorry for overreacting to your uh, <laughs> your the the prices you you made money. Yes, exactly. which is the most important thing in this hobby because a lot of people will hold on and lose money because they want more money. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can't predict the future. 
Um, so for those of you listening, I've preached this before. I overreacted. Take your money, reinvest. You made plenty of money on other guys since that point. I am so let sure. me tell you, right up on the on the Jeter sales and these, I I got about twenty thousand dollars last summer, and with that twenty thousand dollars, I made two purchases. I bought a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, nineteen sixty nine PSA eight and a half for fourteen thousand dollars. Has since sold for eighty. Yep. And I bought a Charizard first edition PSA nine. For four thousand dollars, so yeah, obviously I could have held these cards, um, but I used the money to buy something else that I thought at the time was a better value, and I think I'm about even on it if we're we're, you know if we're we're being honest. But yeah, I mean you got to remember, yes, you could you can always look back at what I missed out on, but you know as long as you're staying in the hobby and you're using that money for something you think is gonna you know is gonna go up in value, you name it. But this tops gold, just so I can get back to it, right? There, um, that was it was a big jump. If you go back to July, you could still get this card for sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars. And you go back to April of this year, I saw sales in April from nine hundred dollars. So, you know, even though I sold it last year at approximately $900 a card, you know, six months to almost a year later, I'm like, all right, this card hasn't gone up at all. Um, I think people have realized how scarce it is. There are half of these as there are PSA 9 uh, SP, the ones we talked about before that sell for Mm -hmm. $7,000. There's 382 of these in PSA 10. And it's his tops rookie card, you know, and people like to look for the tops rookie card. There's no update in 1993, so this is it. Um, a little, a little side note on this one. There's two other ways to play this card. One of them I like a lot. Um, it's just convenient how it worked out. The 1993 tops. It was the first year of the Marlins and the Rockies in the league. That was the expansion year where they came in the, the league, and tops put out sets to commemorate them where every card in the set had a Marlin or a Colorado Rockies gold foil embossed on the card. All right. Um, you can only get them in those sets, you name it. And they were pretty limited. So there is a Derek Jeter Marlins version, which is funny because now he's the GM of the Marlins. Right. And there's a Derek Jeter Rockies version and the Rockies version is much rarer in PSA 10. There's only 66 PSA 10s of his tops gold Mar- uh, Rockies version. There's 154 of the Marlins. They sell for even more than this because there's 382 of this. It's a card a lot of people don't even know about, right? So th- you know that works both ways. One, it's rare, so there's not a lot of supply. But because people don't know about it, there's also not the same demand for the card. Um, but it's a cool way of playing his rookie card. I like mm-hmm. them. I, I'm, I search for the Marlins one at a decent price myself just because now he is, you know, He's now a Marlin. You yeah, know, I mean, he's now, I mean, he's always a Yankee, but you know, he's 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 a part owner of the team, so it, it's a cool little tie-in for his career. But I digress, and I really digress to my stories here. But um, the card that I probably would tell folks to buy now, if I were telling people which card of his I think has the most upside for right now, is the 1993 Stadium Club Murphy set. It's card number 117. All right, so the Murphy set was a, was a weird like stadium. It came in like a little stadium package. Um, you'll see the card; it's pretty cool. It's just you know a, a frontal pose with him, you know, with the bat, kind of you know normal baseball ish pose. Um, it's got also a weird little you know chart of like ups and downs, but 
this card has it's only got 907 psa 10s of nearly 5,000 grades it's like 40 something hundred graded 4300 4400 um so it's still less than a thousand so clearly it's got more than the the uh the tops gold that we just showed you which has less than 400 but still 907 for stadium club it's a tops thing it's stadium club is still out now obviously it's still a brand that you can buy packs of and open this year it's not thought of as an investment piece but this one is um why i like it is it hasn't seen that jump yet. You can still buy it now for eight hundred and fifty ish. You know, if you if you uh, um, you know if you go back um, a couple of months, it really hasn't changed that much. It's got a steady one of these uptrends, but it hasn't mm -hmm. had the the quote big jump that we saw from July to now on that tops gold. I mean, yeah. that tops gold that I just showed you had basically doubled since July, and it's you know tripled since April. Right in yeah. April this year, this card was six hundred and fifty bucks. In July, it was seven hundred bucks. Now it's eight fifty. So you're seeing it go up. I and mean, I don't want to poo-poo. If you bought it at six hundred and fifty dollars and it's eight fifty yeah, now, you've still made twenty-five to thirty percent on the card. Which you know you're not going to do that in most stocks in the stock market. But this is a card that, because of that little steady increase, I would imagine people are noticing it. There's only nine hundred and seven of them, and it's a card that was previously not that far from a uh, price of that tops gold i remember a time in um september-ish of last year where you could buy the tops gold for about 850 and this one was 800 like it was approaching the same kind of price range but this one has not really you know moved with the gold most likely because the gold has you know about half 40 percent of the pop uh, but this is the card because you know at that price range you know, you find somebody, you maybe get an eBay coupon or 10% off slab stocks. You guys are good at sending that out, you know, and, and reminding people, you know, use your eBay bucks. A lot of people still have their eBay bucks from a couple of weeks ago. This is a card that you could add to your collection. It's a Jeter rookie in PSA 10. There's less than a thousand of, and I expect of all the cards in the list that we're talking about, that that's one that is going to see a jump because we saw jumps in the, um, you know, in the in the SP, right? So that was a four thousand dollar card earlier this year. It's now seven thousand. We saw jumps in the gold. It was a thousand dollar card. It's now three and change. And the next card I'm going to mention to you has seen similar jumps. For whatever reason, that that Stadium Club version of Jeter has not seen that meteoric jump. If I were looking to put my money in a Jeter rookie card right now to see actual like increases, that's where I would put it. All right, Cage. Allow me to play contrarian here. Just Please. some thought, some thought provoking in it. Mm -hmm. Now. Obviously, SP no longer really around, um, so yep. that might that might play into this question. But do you think Stadium Club was bigger in the '90s than it is today? Huge! It was like Shaq's biggest rookie the same year, by the way. Yeah, and not so, anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. So there's still there's Stadium Club around, mm -hmm. but nobody really likes it. It's cool pictures, you know, cool images on the cards. They do, uh, you know, differentiate with the foil on the names and the Stadium Club logo. Um, but really, it's just not a popular product. Do you think people relate Stadium Club now to Stadium Club back then? And it has a little bit of a crossover in demand for that card? Definitely. 100%. I mean, you're 100% correct. Um, and that's why I think this card is currently $850 instead of three to four thousand dollars like its counterparts are and i think tops is tops right people like to buy the top rookie card and that's probably why that jeter card has has seen the increase that it is people are now prospecting people are coming in and they buy their mike, mike trout tops rookie they buy their acuna tops rookie they buy their tatis tops rookie and they said let me go back and i'm gonna buy the uh i'm gonna buy the jeter and the jeter is the tops rookie no one's really going back and looking for the stadium club but i think 
you know, just as you want to talk about other other brands today, right? When when someone's priced out of the Luca prism, what do they do? They look at the optic, or yep. they go down to the hoops, or the Dunruss, or you know, the Revolution, or the Mosaic, or you know, whatever you know, whatever we're gonna you whatever know, they can afford, today, right? Exactly. So there are different price points for collectors, and um, I think what you're seeing now with that Topps Gold with only 382 of them is they're being gobbled up by people who are going to put them in safes. They're gonna put them in their blue chip, you know, portfolios, and they're you know they're soon gonna be, you know, at a price range where you can't get them anymore. And I think what people are gonna do is look for that that next option. And you know, ninety three was not eighty nine. You know, you didn't have you know you didn't have as many Jeter things. Cool part about with Jeter also, is like we talked about, he wasn't a rookie till ninety six. So these are the options. You know, with Griffey, I could talk about his rookie cards for for three years. I think I think last total. Griffey has 138 rookie cards in 1989. That's you want to talk about and junk people, wax, right? When people think that uh, now is a new junk wax, junk wax. Yeah. Yep, 138. Well, I mean, listen, I think Shohei Otani actually had more than that last year or two years ago. So we're, well, we're, I would, <laughs> that that was. You get those occasional guys, Otani, yeah. too many, too many. Uh, yep. Aaron Judge, Cody Bellinger, uh, specifically Aaron Judge, a ton. Yeah. Um, Ronald Lacuna, a ton because he's got his tops Chrome update, his tops Chrome, his top series two, his tops update. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stadium clubs, heritage, you name it. Uh, but then you get the guys like, uh, you know, Fernando Tatis, only in top series two, only in tops Chrome. So they've done a good job. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I don't I don't see this as a junk era at all. I think this is very different. And remember, I went through the first junk era. I was coherent enough buying cards, and I saw the up, I saw the down, I saw all of it. Um, I remember this stadium club Jeter card, and it was cool. It came in an actual like stadium. The Murphy set is the way the, the set actually came. It was pretty. It was a pretty cool thing. Cool. I think you could probably, if you you know, if you're curious about it, you probably still find you know sealed ones online you know, on eBay, you know, just to see, just get a feel of where these cards came from, this Murphy set, it's called. Um, but your point is well taken. And I preach it, you know, today to people, you know, investing in cards as well, you know, be careful with mosaic because, you know, you buy all your Clyde Edwards, Hilaire mosaic cards now, wait for Prism to come out and people aren't going to be looking for the mosaic as much. Correct. So, it's yes. Like college, college yep. stuff. People yep. put tons of money into it and then the regular comes out and prices drop. Yep. Um, Okay, Cage. We've we're at twenty five minutes, so let's yeah. really book through. Uh, you got it. So I'll, I'll finish here. up. I'll finish up. Uh, so we got to do Griffey, right? So one more I want to do for up uh, deck. What do you want? You want to finish in five minutes? Yeah, five no, minutes. We don't, so we can. Uh, <laughs> okay, five cool. Minutes. So the one more Griffey, the one more Gino one I want to talk to everybody about is his ninety three upper deck. There's a gold hologram version. It only came out in factory sets, and they did it. It was weird. Upper Deck did it. One in 15 sets had a gold hologram on the back of the card. If you know anything about Upper Deck cards, they had a little hologram. That was like their little calling card. The vast majority of them had a silver hologram, but one in 15 had a gold. Um, There's only 43 PSA 10s, which is crazy. Um, and the price on this is 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 pretty significant, right? It's a $5,000-ish card. That's another one you can look for. There's not that many nines on it either. Um, so there's those are my four Jeter rookie cards that I would look for. Um, and we'll jump into uh, we'll jump into Griffey. Uh, so ju- just a, just a, to re to re make sure everyone understands yep. when you flip the upper deck card around in yep. the corner there'll be an upper deck silver label. If you happen Correct. to have a gold one, you've struck gold. That's better. One in fifteen, only available in factory sets. Anything pack pulled 
was also silver. It's that little diamond-shaped hologram on the back of an upper deck card. You could see it. The vast majority of them are silver hologram. Some of them are gold. And, you know, if it's slabbed by PSA, the slab will actually say gold, gold. hologram. So yeah. they make it easier for you. And you'll see them there on eBay several thousand dollars. But that's one I think that it'll have a come up also. And if you're looking for, you know, novelty stuff, um, his, he's got a 1996 Leaf Signature Auto, which is really cool. Uh, there's a bronze, a silver, and a gold. Um, you know, these are, you know, four-figure cards. But it was like the first certified autograph on a card. Leaf is different now than it was then. Uh, you hear Leaf now, it's like, I don't want to buy it. Leaf yeah. was an actual, like, licensed product back then. So the 96 Leaf Signature Auto is a really cool one to go after if you're an auto guy or you're somebody who doesn't want to buy base cards now but likes the uh, the RPAs instead. That's a Jeter play for you. Again, 1996 Leap Signature Auto. There's a base version, um, bronze, silver, and a gold. The gold is only six PSA 10s, so good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Better so, have some cash on you. Exactly. So Griffey, you, you can't talk Griffey without starting right there. That is his 1989 Upper Deck. That's a PSA 10. Um, you know, this card, it, it, this is an amazing story, right? Because when I bought this card, I paid $400 for this card uh, nearly two years ago. And I will tell you, if you look at a chart, we talked about, you know, taking charts out, taking charts out. Um, this card from 2017 to 2019 was between $400 and $500 all day, every day. And there was no shortage of them on eBay at that price. And um, the reason for that is because PSA has graded 75,764 of those cards as of today. Now, that's a lot of those cards. And I think this, the, the upper deck might still be printing these in the back room, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, do a little research on this. People thought that they like did a second print run. I mean, there's just no shortage of the 89 upper deck Griffin Jr. card. That doesn't make it any less iconic. It is, it is you know, if you're writing a baseball card book, this should be right next to, you know, the 52 Mickey Mantle. It's an iconic yeah. card. You know, it was the symbol of, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, you'll call it junk wax now. They weren't calling it junk wax at the time, but this was the, the, the baseball boom at the time. This was, that was the cover. I don't know how Upper Deck did it, um, but he was card number one in a 1989 set. You know, I mean, obviously everybody knew who was coming up, but just by comparison, we'll get to the tops card for him. He didn't have a tops card in a regular set. They didn't put him in the set until the 89 traded set, which came out yeah. at the end of the year and talked about guys who which were traded and rookies who came out, which is now updated. Exactly. Which, you know, at the nowadays, Tops does it strategically. Back then, Tops, I think, just missed the boat. You know, they just didn't. And, and it was bad for them because people weren't ripping Tops wax packs because he wasn't in the wax pack, whereas he was in all the other sets. But to get back to this card, right? 3,884 PSA 10s. That's a lot. But the demand for this card is huge. And what we saw recently was, I'll just do kind of like a um, um, trend from 17 to 19. December of 19, you started to see this hit 500 bucks. April of this year, I saw a sale at $681. So it's starting to go up, obviously, between four and 500 to almost 700 is a nice increase. But between April and now, it's a 15 to $1,700 card. So from April... It's definitely doubled yep. and, you know, close to tripled in value. And I think what you're seeing there is, you know, everybody talks about vintage, right? But most people are directing it towards vintage um, in basketball and recently vintage in football. 
I think that there are people out there who are building out portfolios, whether they are people who are going to be making hedge funds out of cards and buying a Giannis or a LeBron and, and you know, making a hedge fund of cards, you name it. Or there are just people who are putting together a, an alternate portfolio to stocks and just doing it with blue chip sports cards. And anyone who's doing that will have this card in PSA 10 in it. And I think you had enough people who did that, that the 3,800 became a smaller number than it normally was. I mean, this was a card that was five, 600 bucks, no problem. And now you can't get one for that. You can, you got to pay 1500 or more for one. Um, and it makes sense to me. Um, it took a long, it took a, it's like a big boat, right? It takes a while to, to turn the yep. bigger the boat is. It's the <laughs> same on this one, right? So I mean, eight thirty eight eighty four is a pretty big boat. Um, you know, by comparison, just to give you some other, other Griffey plays, um, a couple of these, my favorites, 1989 Bowman. And we talked about Bowman before, but Bowman was very different back then. 89 Bowman was the first time that Bowman came out after the 40s and 50s yeah. when, it was, when it was a standalone product. It was, when it was know, a gum company. Exactly. You know, um, you know I, Yogi Berra had a, had a rookie in Bowman in, in 48, you know. Um, but the Tops won the Bubblegum Wars, which is a good book. If you haven't read that one, take a look. And uh, Bowman is a Tops product. 89 Bowman was a weird product because it was a slightly jumbo-sized card. It was bigger. I don't know why they did that, but maybe to differentiate itself. But but Griffey had a card number two twenty in that because it was larger. There's condition issues with it um, because you couldn't put it in a regular nine page binder like we were doing with our cards. So you know the corners got dinged on these dinging corners, right? Um, and you know the, the so so unlike the eighty nine upper deck that has thirty eight hundred and eighty four. Um, the Bowman card, there's there's about half of those. The base is about there's about uh, you know fifteen hundred or so of them, and um, you can buy the Bowman um, card of Griffey for between two and three hundred dollars in PSA ten. Now a, a sneaky play for you guys, and it's not that sneaky anymore. I, I really wish I would have bought one of them um, instead of buying you know my Jeter cards and and these things. Um, Tops has a Tiffany set. Um, and if you're looking in, in this era, 80s cards, Roger Clemens rookies, Kirby Puckett rookies, you name it, um, even Barry Bonds, there's a Tiffany version that only came out in factory sets. And they were limited. And basically, they're glossy versions. They had like a, a different color back and a little glossier uh, sheen on the card. There's an 89 Bowman Tiffany card. There are only 156 PSA 10s of the Griffey. So it's a low pop. It is a Bowman Tiffany, really cool card. Last year, you could buy the card for $2,000. And in, in April of this year, they were about $3,200. The most recent one sold for $8,000. And here's why. It only got them in factory sets, Tiffany. And it, the 89 Bowman was one of those Tiffany sets that was produced in low quantity. Only 6,000 total sets ever made. Oh, wow. So you want to talk about junk wax. The, the cards that I'm going to give you here for Griffey, they are basically junk wax repellent. They are ways of playing a junk wax era where it was not junk because even though everything else was produced in mass quantities, there are things you can look for in that era that were not produced in the quantities that everything else was. PSA's only graded 1,500 of these Tiffany um, Griffey's and only 156 in PSA 10. Similar to the Tiffany, um, and I'll come back to Tiffany in a second, but similar to Tiffany, 1989 Fleer, card number 548. There is a Griffey in there, and there's 4,422 PSA 10s of that base card, and you can pick that up for $100, $125, and it's a great card, but the upper deck one has 3,800, and think of what it took to steer that ship and turn it around and get that momentum, and that is an iconic card. The yeah. Fleur base is probably never going to get there, 
right? You want to put a hundred bucks in there and it, it, next year it'd be 150 or 130. And maybe in 10 years, it's a 200, $250 card. Sure. It's not going to go down, right? It's a card that, you know, it's a yeah, blue it's very, chip guy, but it's extremely safe. It's a safe investment, but it's also never going to be something you're showing yeah. off that FLIR card. But I got one for you. FLIR made their version of Tiffany called Glossy. And in really, uh, <laughs> it hit it right on the nose there. <laughs> FLIR Glossy. That's what yeah. it's called. That's right there on the slab. Only 117 of those in PSA 10. And this one, it's jumping um, just as the April to uh, to now on the Bowman Tiffany went from 3200 to 8K. This is a card, again, I wish I would have bought. A lot of regrets, right? Last year, you could get it for $1,000. Uh, going into Christmas, about 1500 In April, I saw sales for 1700 16 and change. Now it's about $3,000. So even though it's junk wax and it's 89 um, there are ways to play Griffey. And my favorite one is next. So he didn't have a tops card in packs, but he had a tops traded card. All right. He had a tops traded and tops traded also did a Tiffany version in the sets, which is pretty cool. Right. So, so you want to take a guess because everybody wants the tops card, right? Everybody wants the Jeter tops card. Everybody wants the trout tops card, Acuna, whatever you're collecting now. I'm going to just hold on to your seat for a second. The tops traded base PSA 10. There are 11,974 of them. PSA 10s. Now that's junk era. I mean, we're talking about, you know, I don't know, Tatis numbers here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 11,974 PSA 10s of that base. Again, you can get it for 100, 150 bucks. And just like the, the FLIR base, it's one that's going to probably very slowly climb. But Tiffany, the Tiffany version, it's only 323 PSA 10s. And it, just like the other ones, I don't know, people are obviously onto this now between April and now. Because last year, this was an $800 card. Christmas time last year, you could buy it for $900. And I looked, and you check these you know, completed sales. In April, $1,500. So it had a nice jump from last year into April. Mm -hmm. for, for, from April's $1,500, now it's $2,500 to $3,000. If you can find one cheaper than that, buy it and sell it to me. I'm looking for one myself before it does that tripling that the other guys did. Um, you know, it's it's just a cool card. It's his top rookie. It's a Tiffany version. It's rare. And for somebody like Griffey to have a rookie card that's only got 300 total PSA 10s, that's a cool way to go. Um, you know, inserts, right? Uh, both Jeter and Griffey have 1996 select certifieds that have mirror, mirror parallels, you know, mirror gold, mirror red, mirror blue. They're real tough to come by in PSA 10, but they're really, really cool looking cards. Um I can't talk about Griffey without talking about the 1993 Finest, card number 110, also a refractor. It's only 42 of those. I owned one, sold it recently. Um, just real cool cards. Um, but you can find Griffey stuff at any price range. I picked this one up myself. It's not certified, but you're a 2012 Prism guy in basketball. There's a silver, PSA 10 for Griffey. You know what I mean? You can, you can get – and here's one of my favorites in a cheap, cheap, cheaper price range for you guys. When I collected in the 90s, this was like the coolest card. You saw this at a card show. It's called the Hot Glove. You see Ooh, that card? It's a I like dike. That. Yeah, it's a cool card. I got to say, right? 90s had some sweet looking cards. So this this card here, 1994 Flare Hot Glove. And this is a PSA 10. You see, it's cool. It's got him like die cut. It's an actual die cut glove yep. there. Um, this card, you can get this card now for you know a couple hundred bucks in PSA 10. Uh, PSA 10? PSA 10, yep. You got a die-cut glove from the from the 90s. Yep. And That's it's it. PSA 10. That's amazing. That PSA, in that no, well, this one here, believe it or not, there are like a couple of hundred in PSA 10. So this one here, the, the card stock is very thick, and mm. it, it survived. As opposed to 
this one here, I love the hot gloves. So it became, it went from Flair to this is 2001 Flair Legacy hot glove. And you can check it out. It's got a game ball in there. See the MLB swatch inside the glove. It's a pretty cool thing. Oh, um, yeah. you, know, <laughs> I know you can kind of it's tell. It's got the little like, logo. Yeah, it's got the logo, the MLB logo in there. It's a pretty sick piece. There's less than 10, there's less than 10 of these in PSA 10. So this one costs a little bit more. But hot gloves were, those were my favorite. But I mean, there are no shortage of awesome inserts. One of my favorite, I'll, I'll pull out, I got a whole box here. I just, the name of it. So our, our, your audience will get a kick out of this. If you don't laugh at this, you should find a new hobby. But I love metal cards. And in the 90s, there are a million metal graphics. You could buy the base cards, you name it, Metal Universe. But this one I had to have. It's a PSA 10, also really low pop. That is Ken Griffey Jr., Metal Universe, 1999. And it's called Boys with the Wood. <laughs> hey, y'all laughing. Say so there you go, Boys with the Wood. I don't know who designed that one. I think they were making a play on Boys in the Hood, but it just <laughs> sounds terrible. So that's just one of those cards you kind of have to have in your collection if you're a Griffey guy like me. So uh, there you go. We can end it with Boys with the Wood. Um, yeah. <laughs> you like that one? It's good stuff. So I got a whole stack of Griffey stuff over here. One of the ones I'm chasing, because I'm, I'm a Griffey collector. If you're an autograph guy, I like to also, you know, I mean, I, I like to be mindful of the guys who don't want to just do base cars and want to do like RPAs in basketball now. That's why we gave the, the 96 Select Certified um, Griffey uh, Jeter play. A really cool 1994 upper deck has a Griffey mantle auto. The dual auto of the two of them was inserted in packs. It's a really cool thing. You still get it, you know. I mean, if you want a PSA 10, try, good luck. But you can get them in lower grades and, you know, it's still certified and still authentic. And that's a cool card because it was, you know, like a an actual certified autograph issue by Upper Deck in 94 I mean, that has... Actually autographed by Mickey Mantle? Yep, autographed by Mantle and autographed by Griffey. It was weird. They did versions of it with just Griffey autographed one side. They did one with just Mantle autographed. But there's one. There's a dual. Take a look at it. It's a pretty cool card. You, ever, you can you find them already there. You ever see those dual autographed Tom Brady cards where it's uh I forget who it's by, but it's Tom Brady autographs one side and like Chad Henney autographs the other, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think he's got like a bunch of those Mark Bolgers on yeah. one side and you know the, but Chad Henney was, you know, obviously the same school. So that's why he's on it, right? I think they both went to Michigan. Oh, I did not know. I also <laughs> just pulled the name out of my out of <laughs> I think that's true. Oh, so he's on why. there. <laughs> don't ask me why that was the first thing that popped into my I think, head i think that's probably why subconsciously you probably realized that it was a michigan tie i think don't don't hold me to it i'm here to talk about baseball griffey and jeter i'm not a I'm not a tom brady expert but if you need me to be give me a week <laughs> there you go all right cage well is um can we get a little recap on your sure just because sure. that was a lot of cards let's get yep. a little recap uh your top your top buy for both uh Griffey and Jeter and your your favorite card for Griffey and Jeter. Sure. So, I mean, if you're going to start a, a Jeter collection, you should try to get that SP foil in whatever grade you can afford. All right? The 8s, because there's almost 9,000 of them, you should be able to buy an 8. If you want to, you know, try to find something between 8 and a 9, you can get a BGS, BGS 8.5, BGS 9, still pretty inexpensive. I see BGS 9 selling for less than $1,000, um, which is still, you know, it's still, I think, a good purchase. Um, those haven't flown like the PSA 9s have. Um, you know, my recommendation for best value for potentially, you know, your price increasing the way that these other cards have is that 93 Stadium Club Murphy edition because there's still less than a thousand of those and it, it hasn't seen the price jump 
that the other ones have during the same time period. I expect that to kind of change. I know there are some issues with Stadium Club, right? I know people don't love Stadium Club now. It's a real cool, iconic card. It's one of the few rookie cards that he had in 93. Um, and if you can't afford getting in at a high grade on either the Topps Gold or the SP Foil then or the Gold Hologram, this card is a much cooler, much cheaper alternative that, believe it or not, I think because of the price point, has some some real upside to it because I think people can you know buy a few of them. Um, so that's my that's my pick on um, on Jeter. Um, you know my favorite card for Griffey is and always will be this one. You know the eighty nine upper deck card yep. number one. But as we've seen, this card you know it's it's tripled basically this year. I mean in December it was a five hundred dollar card and in in April it was six and change six eighty one, um, and now it's a fifteen to seventeen hundred dollar card. So. Wow. I anticipate that to continue to go up, but I wouldn't think it's going to triple the whole, you know, you, you name it, um, the rest of the way. But, you know, the the lower end where I'd recommend you maybe, you know, putting some money into if you can still find them, it has gone up recently. But if you can find the Topps Tiffany number 41, there's 323 of them. So it's, you know, it's definitely one where you can, you know, get in on a Topps rookie card of him as Topps traded Tiffany. Um you know, and if you can't find a PSA 10, you know, PSA 9 is, is, is a good version of that, too. I think what we're seeing in the market, although I just told you to go to Stadium Club for value on Jeter, um, you know, is um, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing people, you know, lean towards tops. They want to get a rookie card. They want to get a top rookie card of a guy. And, you know, this is this is the way to play him. It's the uh, the tops traded uh, Tiffany. So there's my there's my fun. And look for hot gloves. There's, there's plenty of these yeah, out there. I don't, I don't know whether it's going to go up or, you know, down. I mean, but this is, I mean, you, you find somebody who is anywhere near in age to me and you show them this card and they're like, I remember those. I mean, it was a huge chase card and it's a cool set and not just Griffey. You could buy like Maddox PSA 10 for like $35. I mean, there are some cool guys in the set too. I, I like, it's a nostalgia play for me. I love it. Yeah. They had, they had ridiculous. I just, I admire the nineties because you look back at all the inserts and all the cards they had and it's just absurd. Like nobody that today would make a glove. Team Timber is what this is called. Is it actually out of wood? Yep. So it's got a we got a we got a wood card there. I mean, there's definitely no shortage. We talk about metal, ninety-six metal, heavy metal, heavy metal. I mean, there are no shortage of these cards. These are all PSA tens. Do you remember <laughs> the uh, the gold cards back in the day where they put like gold, uh, gold leaf or gold? Yeah. Like gold foil. Yep. yep. Foil on top. Yep, I have one of the hot gloves. They tried to copy. They tried to copy that in '95 flare hot glove. See how it's all gold. The whole card is gold. Oh yeah, you can barely see the glove. Yeah, you can barely see the glove. Which this is not as popular. Yeah, that's and that's why you know don't 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 fix it if it's if it ain't broken. That's the deal. Also, guys, Griffey is one of those cool things where you can find cards at any price, even in PSA 10. And don't shy away. I'm I'm a I'm a Panini guy. Right, because Panini's high now, even though it's not licensed. But take a look. I'm just going to show you a couple of cards I picked up for like twenty dollars recently. Here's a 2013. Can you see this little, mm -hmm. you know, American flag? You know, yep. cool USA team, team USA team Griffey 2013 and PSA 10. And here's a, a also 2013 Panini Pinnacle Essence of the Game. It's a clear, you know, it's a clear see-through kind of like acetate looking card. I mean, you can find PSA 10 Griffey Junior cards, especially like Panini ones like that, twenty five, thirty dollars. They're really cool cards. Yeah. 
and you can get you can get a Griffey in your collection for a low price. Yep. Um, well, Cage, we're coming up on 46 minutes here, so we better sign off. Uh, thank you for joining Dinging Corners today. You I got really it. appreciate it. I hope everyone that was listening to this podcast gained some information on Jeter and Griffey, especially the guy that DM'd us uh, about it. <laughs> and before um, I let you go, yeah. Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. I know probably most of you already heard of it, right? But, uh, you know, that's a podcast. And today, I mean, I don't know when you're dropping this, and we're live now, I guess. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have Gary V on. That's our episode. Ooh. Dropping it, dropping it today. It's October um, 14th. This will be dropped tomorrow on so Thursday, 10 14 Wednesday. But if you're watching this, go look up Lucas Tigers and LeBron and Bronze on my podcast. Uh, you can find a Instagram page. You can find it on Spotify, I assume. Apple, yep, Spotify, uh, Apple, everywhere where you can find podcasts, it's there. Perfect. So it's, and the first, yeah, we're on YouTube. Well, YouTube. just starting, just starting on YouTube. So, just you know, starting. but uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys are on there, you know, and you're hearing this on, on October 15th, take a look. The last episode posted will most likely be us with Gary V talking everything sports cards. So, um, you know, see what his, his, his thoughts are of, uh, of the hobby today, where it's gone, the recent dip, you know, where he sees it going and a lot of other cool little tidbits there. But listen, before I do, before I let you go, thank you guys. What you guys do is amazing for the hobby. I love the graphs. I love the graphics. I love the questions. I love the interaction you have with your, you know, with your, with your crew. Um, you know, you're, you're, you are what's different in the hobby today than the last time we had uh, something blow up like this. You know, last time we had this in the '80s with junk wax. You know, where people would call it a bubble. People were just buying anything they can get their hands on without doing any type of education. And the, the, the ancillary uh, businesses did not grow with it. You know, people were not doing what you did. People were not putting out content like this because it just was a different world. People were not being educated. People weren't, you know, telling people about what happened in the past. And you weren't giving this, you know, this analytical data, the statistics, the here's the price trends, here's the ups, here's the downs. And I think people like you in the hobby and the podcast, like myself, um, you know, I think you, we can help kind of, you know, make sure that people go into this with both eyes open and I don't see this as a bubble. I mean, I see this as, you know, it's, 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 it's something that's going to last. And I think it's, you know, there's, there's, there's obvious reasons why people have gone to sports cards as an alternate investment. But I just want to say thank you for everything you guys do. I am a fan and, you know, I, I can't wait for the email every day. And I'm like, okay, what am I buying today? What bargains have they found for me? So thanks, well, guys. I appreciate it, Cage. Um, thank you for the kind words. And thank you, everyone. I don't say this enough. Thank you, everyone, for who watches this podcast, listens to it, and follows us and interacts with us. We really appreciate it. Um, go follow Lucas Tigers Bronze Oh My podcast. Listen. Um, and everyone also wish Cage a happy birthday as it is his birthday today. There you go. Uh, I love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Cage, again. See you, you got guys. it. Talk to you soon.